0: Next chapter seventeen, and our text for tonight is the verse two. And Paul, I might read verse one as well. That when they had passed through Amphipolis and Apollonia, they came to Thessalonica, where was a synagogue of the Jews, and Paul. As his manner was, went in unto them, and three Sabbath days reasoned with them out of the Scriptures. When writing to the believers at Rome, the Apostle Paul said, Be kindly affection one to another. With brotherly love, in honor, preferring one another. But Paul didn't stop there. He went on to say, Given to hospitality. Romans 12, verses 10 and 13. Given to hospitality. The word hospitality there is a word that means love of strangers. Paul makes reference to this in his letter to the Hebrews saying, Be not forgetful to entertain strangers for thereby some have entertained angels unawares. Hebrews 13 verse 2 and being taken in to people's homes and entertained by them was something which Paul himself experienced also and often often by those who made the joy of leading to Christ you look there at chapter 16 of Acts and verse 15 in the verse 15 we read and when she was baptized, that's Lydia and her household she besought us saying if ye have judged me to be faithful to the Lord come into my house and abide there and she constrained us and so then he was given to hospitality. Again in chapter 16 of Acts, we read in verse 34, And when he had brought them into his house, he set meat before them and rejoiced believing in God with all of his house. That was the Philippian jailer. He was given to hospitality. Brought Paul and Silas in to his house and entertained them, set meat before them. He was given to hospitality. Look at the last verse of Acts 16. And they went out of the prison and entered into the house of Lydia. And when they had seen the brethren, they comforted them and departed. In other words, after they had left the prison there in Philippi and all that they had gone through Paul and Silas knew there would be a welcome for them in the house of Lydia because Lydia was a woman who was given to hospitality when the cry of an uproar there because of the preaching of Paul and Silas, God's servants found a welcoming and an open door in the house of Jason. You look there in verse 6. And when they found them not, they drew Jason and certain brethren unto the rulers of the city saying these that have turned the world upside down are come hither also in other words Paul and Silas went to the house of Jason a man who was given to hospitality he's mentioned there four times just four times now there's another Jason mentioned over in Romans 16 in the verse 21 that the commentators are not sure if it was the same Jason but we see the Jason here in Acts 17 we don't read of him anywhere else, we don't read about him doing anything else other than entertaining stranger, a man given to hospitality he welcomed Paul and Silas into his home when there was an uproar in the city against Paul and Silas because they preached the gospel but Jason was given to hospitality, not interesting here was a man and you don't read anything else about him but what is recorded by the Holy Spirit tells us that what he did, he may not have done any great things but he was a man given to hospitality he was a good Christian individual who did what he could for the Lord and that was open the door of his home to Paul and Silas the servants of the Lord if he was not known for anything else where he was known as a man given the hospitality. Paul and Silas found their way to Jason's house after they administered the word in the synagogue there in Thessalonica. A ministry that had and raised. How often do we read that in Paul's ministry as a missionary? Everywhere he went, yes, he saw fruit for his labor but there were always those who were enraged by the preaching of Paul look at verse 5 but the Jews which believed not moved with envy took unto them certain lewd fellows of the baser sort I think that just about sums it up. The kind of characters that had taken a position against Paul. Those who were lewd fellows of the baser sort. And they opposed Paul. I want us to look there at what Paul and Silas did following this behaviour and how they were opposed. I want to look at Paul and Silas and see how they went through with God. They weren't put off. They didn't pull back in anything they did for the Lord. They went on and they went through with God to spread the good news of the gospel to those who had never heard. Go through with God, thy vows to pay, thine all upon the altar lay. The Holy Ghost will do the rest and give to you God's very best. I want us first of all to consider Paul and his worship of the Lord. Paul and his worship of the Lord. We know Silas was there with him, but since we're dealing with the life of Paul I will make reference to the apostle now the city of Thessalonica was the capital of Macedonia it was approximately 100 miles from Philippi 100 miles of course there was no public transport in those days so that tells us they had to walk there we see that the missionaries passed by Amphibolus and Apollonia we're told that in the first verse in all probability because there was no synagogue there that speaks to us first of all of Paul's determination that is his determination to make his way to a place of worship on the sabbath day so Paul and Silas were prepared to travel a hundred miles to be able to enter into a place of worship and they did so there in Thessalonica, Thessalonians, Thessalonians. <laughs> as it was with Paul in his day so it is with many in this day in which we live because for some there is no place to worship where they live that is no place where the word is preached where Christ is preached where the Lord is exalted <laughs> so what have they to do if they want to worship the Lord they must be prepared to travel a distance and we know folk here in North America that's what they do every Sabbath day they will leave home early in the morning they will drive to one of our churches and they will bring a lunch with them And if they're not entertained by someone in the church they will eat their lunch at the church and stay there until the evening service. They're prepared to do that. That they might be in a place that preaches the word. They're prepared to travel that distance. What does that speak to you of? Speak to you of their determination. It's the Lord's Day. They're going to be in a house and a place of worship on the Lord's Day. Even if it means traveling a distance. You turn to Mark chapter 3. Sorry, Matthew chapter 3. Matthew chapter 3. And there we read in the opening couple of verses. In those days came John the Baptist preaching in the wilderness not in the city not in the town not in the village in the wilderness of Judea and saying repent ye for the kingdom of heaven is at hand look at verse 5 then went out to him Jerusalem and all Judea and all the region round about Jordan why did they go? Well we're told in the verse 2 he preached repent ye for the kingdom of heaven is it In other words he preached the word and the people were prepared to leave their cities and their town and go into the wilderness. Spend time in the wilderness. And listen to the preaching of the word. They were prepared to do that. Speaks to us of their determination turn to Mark's gospel in Mark chapter 2 and again he that's the Lord Jesus entered into Capernaum after some days and it was noise that he was in the house and straightway many were gathered together insomuch that there was no room to receive them no not so much as about the door and he preached the word unto them he entered in the house in Capernaum it was noise abroad that he was in the house and straightway many were gathered together insomuch there was no room Why were they there? Well we're told. He preached the word unto them. They had gathered a multitude of people. They come to that dwelling house. What for? To hear the word of the Lord. As determination. And here we have. Paul's. Determination to be in God's house on the Sabbath day prepare to walk a hundred miles to be in the Lord's house to be in the synagogue, a place of worship on the Lord's day, on the Sabbath it not only speaks to us of his determination it speaks to us of his dedication when you think of what Paul and Silas had been through a Philippi that they were prepared to walk a hundred miles to be in the place of worship in Thessalonica but it wasn't just that yes it was a hundred miles but remember what they had been through in Philippi they had been beaten mercilessly Received many stripes I have no doubt their wounds had not healed as yet <coughs> after what they had received so not only did they make their way to Thessalonica and they were prepared to travel that distance but they traveled that distance and their bodies must have been in an awful state a painful state Mm -hmm. yet that's what they were prepared to do go through with God go through with God a voice to pay Paul and Silas were prepared to go through with God they were going to take the message of the gospel to the people there in Thessalonica to tell them about the Christ they had never heard of. They were prepared to go a hundred miles with a body wrecked with pain. They were prepared to go through with call. So the distance didn't matter. The pain in their bodies didn't matter you know if you could have interviewed Paul and Silas and said to them brethren why were you prepared to do that why were you prepared to walk a hundred miles with your body with pain why do what I believe Paul would have said the love of Christ Constraineth us. The love of Christ constraineth us, because of his love for Christ and the word and the gospel he was about to preach. That's what constrained him. In other words, he couldn't do anything else. He prepared to go through it all, knowing. The Lord loved us. And what the Lord has done for us would we not in dedication say to him to the Lord I'm prepared Lord to go through with thee. I suffered much for thee my precious blood I shed, that I might ransom be and quicken from the dead. I gave, I gave my life for thee. What hast thou borne for me? So we have considered the determination. We considered the dedication that leads us now to the desire, the desire, the desire, of Paul to be there in the synagogue in Thessalonica. You notice those opening words of the chapter again: Now when they had passed through Amphibolis. In Apollonia, they came to Thessalonica, where was the synagogue of the Jews, and Paul, as his manner was, went in. Notice the way that's put. In other words, when they reached Thessalonica, they didn't go there to view the city to do some sightseeing. No. Once they arrived in Thessalonica, Paul, as his manner was, went in unto them. He no sooner arrived at Thessalonica than he enters the house of God. He went in unto them. There was his desire. You can't put it down to anything else. It was A spiritual desire. No, as we've already said, he didn't spend time sightseeing in Thessalonica. No. He went to Thessalonica, found the synagogue, and as his his manner was, he went in. Wasted no time. He had a spiritual desire to be in God's house. As his manner was. And word manner. An interesting word. The word manner is a word. That means careful. Or exact. The same word. Is found over. In Acts 22. And verse 3. Paul, speaking here, I am verily a man, which am a Jew, born in Tarsus, a city of Cilicia, yet brought up in this city at the feet of Gamaliel, and taught according to the perfect manner of the law, of the fathers, and was zealous toward God, as ye all are this day. According to the perfect manner in other words whenever Denali taught Paul he was exact in teaching Paul the law he was careful and he was exact he was a good teacher then and that's the word that we find here what does it tell us with regard to the worship of God, Paul and Silas <coughs> reaching Thessalonica and immediately going in to the Lord's house as his manner was marked this. He was exact. He was careful. In other words, he didn't have a casual approach and attitude to the worship of God. It wasn't casual about it. He was exact. He was careful. That tells me Paul had a spiritual desire to be in the Lord's house. It was a spiritual reason for him to be there. Not only a spiritual desire it tells me he had a serious Desire. He was serious about this. No, as already said, he didn't have a casual attitude. He was serious about it. He was careful. He was exact in what he would do on the Lord's day. He was careful. Not only do we have here a spiritual desire, serious desire it speaks to us also of the Savior's desire <coughs> reminds us of Christ and was the Sabbath so the Savior was there in his place of worship look at look four look chapter 4. in verse 16 look 4 verse 16 and he, came to, and he came to Nazareth where he had been brought up Marcus. and as his custom was as his manner was as his custom was he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day Paul followed the example set by Christ as his custom was here the Lord and Paul set before us a wonderful example for you think of it when Christ went into the synagogue into the temple rather but he was 12 years of age. He went with Mary and Joseph for the Passover, but he was just 12 years of age. And here we read, as his, And he came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up, and as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day. In other words, Christ had been used to doing that from a, from a child. as his custom was. Paul and Silas, or Paul, the dear Savior, set before us a great example. Does that not bring to mind the words of Hebrews 10 and verse 25? Paul says, Not forsaking the assembling of yourselves together as the manner of some is, manner there's that word again as the manner of some is and there the word manner is a word that means habit get into the habit of doing something it's hard to break that habit and here Paul in Hebrews talks about those who get into the habit Of not assembling themselves together. They may miss one Lord's day, and then they miss the second one, and they get into the habit (coughs) of not regularly attending the house of God, as the manner of some is. Well, you go back again to Acts 17 and in verse 2 and Paul as his manner was it's the same word the word means habit as his habit was he never thought of doing anything else on the Sabbath day being in his place of worship no matter about the distance no matter that, no matter about being beaten. Paul wanted to be in God's house. I know many today are laid aside in sickness and cannot make it to the Lord's house. That's not what I'm talking about. But if we can be in the Lord's house on the Lord's day, on the Christian Sabbath. then that's where where we are to be. It demonstrates for us a spiritual desire. It demonstrates for us a serious desire. And it demonstrates for us the same as the savior's desire. As well as Paul and his worship of the Lord, that leads us now to consider Paul and his witness for the Lord. Paul and Silas not only made their way to the synagogue to worship, but also to witness. And as we look at their witnessing for the Lord, notice their method. Notice their method. But we read in verse 2, And Paul, as his manner was, went in unto them, and three Sabbath days reasoned with them out of the scriptures. That was his method. As his manner was when then unto them and three Sabbath days reasoned with them out of the scriptures. So we see, first of all, regarding his method of witnessing you notice there's a reasoning he reasoned with them out of the scriptures that word reason is a word that means to dispute same word is found in verse 17 of the same chapter of Acts therefore disputed he in the synagogues the same word as reason and notice regarding this reasoning it was out of the scriptures and as man as his manner was when well, then unto them the three Sabbath days reason with them out of the scriptures that's it you're gonna be a witness for the Lord And any reasoning that you're doing needs to be out of the scriptures. That means to be a witness for the Lord. Then you need to know the scriptures. If someone were to come to you and say I would like to be saved where would you turn to? What verses of Scripture would you give them? Paul reasoned with them out of the Scriptures. No. He didn't do any human reasoning. No. He didn't speak to them out with the enticing words of man's wisdom. He reasoned with them out of the scriptures we want to win souls for Christ we need to be prepared to reason with them out of the scriptures as well as the reasoning there was the opening in order to present Christ to them as the only saviour all the souls Paul opens and then the scriptures. But we're told. He opened the scriptures, verse 3, opening and alleging that Christ must needs have suffered and risen again from the dead and that this Jesus whom I preach unto you is Christ. <clears throat> you have the reasoning and the opening. Now here's something interesting. That word openly has only found one other place in the New Testament. Just one other place. And where was that? It's over in Luke in the chapter 24. And there we read in verse 32 regarding the amazed disciples and verse thirty-two, Luke twenty-four, and they said one to another, "Did not our heart burn within us while, we talk with, uh, while he talked with us?" By the way, and while he opened to us the Scripture, that's the only other place in the New Testament where the word "opened" is found. <clears throat> so it's used in relation to Paul opening the Scripture and used in relation to Christ opening the scriptures nowhere else is it found and isn't that the method that we want to use if we're going to win something for the Lord we want to use the method that Christ used he opened the scriptures the method Paul used he opened the scriptures and preached unto them that's what he says he reasoned with them opening the scriptures opening and alleging that Christ must needs have suffered and risen again from the dead and that this Jesus whom I preach unto you is Christ this Jesus which I preach unto you and that's the way it should be the person who preaches the word ought to be able to open the scriptures. And the only way that can be done is to study the scriptures and get into the word. Not to flit over the surface, as it were, but to get into the, open, open the scriptures. That's what Paul did. His method of soul (coughs) involved reasoning involved opening and it involved alleging. Alleging. Opening verse 3 and alleging that Christ must needs have suffered and risen again the third day from the dead and that this Jesus who might preach unto you is Christ. Alleging. That's the word you may hear Much of today. Someone has been arrested, let's say, for murder. How is it reported? So and so was arrested alleging that he had murdered somebody else. It's only alleging. In other words, maybe that person didn't murder the other person at all. Or someone's arrested for stealing. And that's how it's reported. It is alleged. He stole. And so it goes on. But that's not the meaning of this word alleged. This word, alleging, is a word that leaves that there is no doubt at all about what Paul said about Christ there was no doubt at all when he was opening and alleging that Christ must needs have suffered and risen again from the dead and that this Jesus whom I preach unto you is Christ in other words Paul said "That's a fact it's true there's no doubt about it there's no doubt about it that's what the word alleged here means indeed the word alleged alleging means to set alongside to set alongside in other words what Paul was doing was sending the scriptures alongside error and by doing that was showing that what those who opposed the gospel was saying was indeed error it wasn't the truth he set the scriptures alongside, and whatever Paul and Silas said about Christ it was supported by the word of God that's that's, that's the way to do it you get the JW's Jehovah Witness and the Mormons come to your door maybe not so much now <coughs> but they come and they'll make a statement and what's the best way to deal with them? what they say set it alongside the scriptures and you can say them I don't know much about what you're saying but I'll tell you what God said what the word of God said and you said God's word alongside the error that they teach and that ends the argument that's it this is what God says in his word that's what Paul did in other words in his witness he went through with God all the way His desire, his goal, was to win souls for Christ. And so he went through with God in his witnessing. As well as his method, we have his message. Well, if Paul and Silas had gone to the synagogue to witness and win souls for Christ, he had only one message. It's there in the verse 3. Opening and alleging. That Christ must needs have suffered and risen again from the dead, and that this Jesus who might preach unto you is Christ. That was his message. You notice? He didn't waste any time getting to the cross. No. Opening and alleging that Christ must needs have suffered. He got to the cross straight away told them about how Christ had suffered it's 1 Peter 3 verse 18 he suffered the just for the unjust to bring us to God you think of Paul's message there was the cross <coughs> There was Christ. Christ and the cross. And if you have a message to give the people and give the sinners, and it's not about Christ and it's not about the cross, you'll have no conversions. Period. You'll have no conversions. You must get people to the cross. The Christ of the crucified Saviour. As well as dealing with the crucified Christ. He dealt also with the conquering Christ. No, he didn't leave the Lord Jesus on the cross. He said that he must needs have suffered and risen again from the dead. Praise the Lord the Christ we preach is alive he's risen from the dead he's the conquering saviour he's the victorious saviour it's not what sinners need to hear about today need to hear about a conquering victorious saviour sinners who cannot get victory over their sin and their evil and wicked habits They need to hear about one who can give them the victory, one who has gained the victory himself. (coughs) We notice the method, the message, and the Messiah. The Messiah. Paul said again in verse 3, opening and alleging that Christ must needs have suffered and risen again from the dead, and that this Jesus which I preach unto you is Christ. When Paul said, this Jesus that I preach unto you is Christ, Paul said, this Jesus that I preach unto you is the Messiah. He's the Messiah of course the Jews were not looking for a Messiah like Christ they thought that the Messiah would come he would deliver them from the rule the tyranny of Rome but how did Christ come? came as a babe in a manger born into a humble Per family. When they went up, there, and Joseph went up to the temple for the Passover, they couldn't even afford a lamb. They brought two turtle dogs. That was the Lord God's law for those who were poor. That's the home <coughs> that Christ was born into that's not the Messiah the Jews were expecting and they're still waiting today (coughs) they're still waiting for the Messiah for the Christ to come the Christ that has come didn't come to break the power of Roman rule Uh, he came to break the power of cancelled sin. And set the prisoners free. His blood can make the vilest clean. His blood avails from me. Praise the Lord. So we Paul and his worship, and Paul and his witness, and Paul and his willing. That is, his winning of precious souls. For read in verse 4 And some of them believed and consorted with Paul. And Silas, and of the divine James, a great multitude, of divine Greeks, a great multitude, and of the chief women, not a few. You can say Paul, spirit of breath, of revival. There. Here we notice, first of all, the deliverance. God honored and blessed. Paul and Silas and their preaching of Christ. Notice the wording, but the wording, and some of them believed. Not all. Some of them. Now there was quite a number believed. But not all. There's an important Truth there because that's in keeping with the teaching of the Lord of course whenever a preacher is involved say, in saying a gospel mission and over the years by God's grace we've conducted quite a few gospel missions and you know there's sinners in the meeting and you love to see them all see it you love to see them all converted and brought to Christ but that's not always the case some of them believe as I say that's in keeping with the Lord's word remember the parable of the sower the seed in the Lord's parable the seed fell on four different types of ground And only one of those types of ground brought forth fruit. 25% if you like. These are they which are sown on good ground such as hear the word and receive it and bring forth fruit some thirtyfold, some sixty <laughs> and some hundred. that should not hinder us in going after souls we've often quoted the words from that hymn written by Ann Ross Cousin, based on the words of Samuel Rutherford if one soul from that work should meet me at God's right hand then my heaven will be two heavens and Emmanuel Zah. if you lead one soul to Christ Brother Ford said, "Then your heaven will be two heavens, as well as the deliverance. You have the disturbance. Oh, I! There'll always be a disturbance. The end of the devil's kingdom, and souls are rescued from his kingdom, even though not all in the synagogue that day." Yet, the devil's crowd got stirred up. We read in verses 4 and 5, where some of them believed, and the Jews, which believed not, moved with envy, took unto them certain lewd fellows of the baser sort, and gathered a company and set all the city in an uproar and at the house of Jason why? because that's where Paul and Silas have gone to, they've gone to the house of Jason they assaulted the house of Jesus, uh, Jason and sought to bring them out to the people there's the disturbance again it brings us back to our study in the Christian armor, they need to put on the whole armor of God that you might be able to stand against the wiles of the devil Shows you doesn't it. As Satan hates the seed, sinners saved. You want to see souls saved, you have to be prepared to go through with God. Go through with the Lord. You go on and go through with God. The Lord will bless you. He blessed Paul and Silas. They walked, remember, they walked a hundred miles. A hundred miles. How would you fancy walking from here to Toronto? Or walking from here to Mississauga. Walked a hundred miles to be in the Lord's house. And when he went into the Lord's house, he witnessed for the Lord, and the Lord blessed and give them souls all because he was prepared to go through with God Amen May the Lord bless his word to us this evening Let's bow in prayer O oh, our Lord gracious Father We'd like thee for this. Example of the power of the gospel. Power of the preaching of Christ. Paul preached Christ. He preached the cross. Sinners were saved. Lord, keep us preaching Christ. Keep us, Lord, preaching the cross work of Christ and Lord give us converts souls for our higher. bless the word Lord tell to us tonight may we take it seriously to our heart think about it meditate upon it. and have us to go through with God. Lord, be with us tonight. Get traveling mercy home again. And throughout this week, keep us all safe, Lord, in our travels. Be pleased, Lord, to keep us healthy and well. I may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit their are abiding portion now and forevermore Amen